Have you ever turned on a podcast in a public place and started listening, only for the three dumb hosts to suddenly start talking about Wolverine's cock? Well, it might happen if you listen here, so here's your friendly content warning that, um, we're gonna probably talk about Wolverine's cock, and we'll definitely swear a bunch. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air but have stopped our journey to the house of mystery to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who is the weirdest superhero? Man, that's tough. I mean, I don't I don't know if I have a good answer that's going to take number one, but... I don't even have a top three. I just have the correct answer, but I am, like, down for... I, I'll throw out Glob Herman. Glob Herman is an X-Man whose body is basically made of paraffin wax, except he's like indestructible and super strong and you can set him on fire because his body's made of paraffin wax. And uh, you can just see his skeleton and his eyes floating. Glob is a great choice. Yeah, very weird character. Um, Mr. Fantastic, let's see, the more you think about it, is, is really fucked up. The weirdest thing about Mr. Fantastic is the complete separation between, like, I have stretchy powers and I am the world's most genius. He's like two different characters that got mixed into one. Yeah. Yeah, they also do some interesting stuff with playing with him as being, like, turning into a villain in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, when he becomes the maker. Um. Yeah. He's always weirded me out. I actually think Mr. Fantastic is a massively underrated character, but I think you need to do... I think he's also underrated in that, like, I I like him as charming dad guy. I also think that, like, because one of his problems is he has trouble reading social cues and gets distracted by, like, whatever he's working on. They should do a story where he comes out as autistic and actually deal with that in, like, an intelligent and capable way and have an understanding and not just like, oh, he's just kind of a dickhead because he's too smart. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. I like that. Maggot's got to be way up there. You're just loving all of the X Men ones on this one. There's yeah. a lot of weird X Men, man. Boy thing. <laughs> Boy thing is a good one. Maggot, who again, his uh, power is that two super powered maggot like creatures, they're really more like slugs, but he's called Maggot, come out of his stomach because they are his stomach and they can eat anything. Guys, did you not and realize that was a replicant? Uh, in the ed- process. Editor and stowaway Steven here. I just murdered a goddamn replicant. You guys didn't realize that was here first, posing as me. Well, clean up the blood. I, just I didn't always matter introduce to me myself. <laughs> you introduce yourself about half the time before being honest. No, I always introduce myself. I don't always have the bid of introducing myself. <laughs> editor and stowaway Steven. But editor and stowaway Steven here, covered in blood of this replicant I just murdered. Um... I didn't think it mattered. Yeah. He was putting four good points, to be honest with you, so... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I just thought he deserved to say, really. Okay, I guess... I can so, see if I can bring him back to life. So, I mean, like... No, we, no, that's fine. I have use for him. We just did... Oh, Jesus Christ. We, we did a whole season of Golden Age characters where a couple of various good ones, like uh, The Face... Oh, are you going to say Phantoma? Because... Phantoma's pretty great. Oh, no. Phantoma. I've got better when it comes to weird... But, like, there there are various honorable mentions. The Giggler, who, I think it's the Giggler, who was a Keith Giffen creation that was his attempt to bring, basically, Bugs Bunny, like, physics and characteristics and actions into DC. It didn't work, but he had a fun costume. 
Black Bolt. Blackagar Boltagon. The best name in comics. <laughs> well, no, that is uh, Son of Satan. Oh. Damien Hellstrom, Son, Son of Satan. Satan. Ooh, but no, then Blackagar, it's Blackagar Boltagon. <laughs> Who's the guy who's got diabetes that I'm thinking of? Marcus the Centaur? Yeah, Marcus the Centaur. Is he a Dude, superhero? Marcus the Centaur is a solid argument on that one. <laughs> Why is the way I remember Marcus the Centaur... He has diabetes. Because if you look up his powers and abilities in the Marvel Wiki, it's included in his powers and abilities. He has a Venom symbiote, he's got robot legs, and diabetes. <laughs> Let's lay this all out. He's a centaur werewolf That's with right, cybernetic werewolf. front legs, and diabetes. a Venom symbiote, and diabetes. I feel like the Venom symbiote was putting in some work there, making that all work. I might still have that beaten, but man, I didn't think of Marcus when I declared this was the right answer. My answer, oddly, is Alan Moore's favorite superhero. Whatever opinions I have on Alan Moore, and we've talked a bit about how I tend to disagree with the man about 90% of the time, I say is I just bought a bunch of Alan Moore comics, if we're being honest. I bought the entire Tom Strong. Mm. Um, but this character is Herbie Popnecker also known as a fat little nothing called Herbie. This is the weirdest fucking comics I have ever seen. Okay, please continue. Herbie, and a fair warning, there's a lot of, like, making fun of this guy for being fat, but he also owns being fat and beats the shit out of anyone, so it kind of, like, it's kind of like you can't really make fun of the blob, but the blob can call himself the blob, and it's okay. Herbie Popnecker is a quote, rotund little guy with a bull haircut and super... Love. Love the phrase rotund. And super Always thick, round glasses who is obsessed with lollipops. Just showing the picture. Okay. Real quick. Okay. I love this guy already. Herbie Popnecker. This this guy is a guy I would love as a child that I would uh, would have been like, this guy seems cool. I'm I'm just going to quote some of this before we get into various things. Herbie is an atypical hero, a short, obese, unemotional, terse, unstylish boy. Deriving some of his powers from genetics and some from magical lollipops, he obtains from a salesman from a mysterious realm called the Unknown. I want <laughs> magical lollipops. I think we can buy those here in town. He, <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> he threatens to bop people with his lollipop. Not fair. And there are panels of him just, like, Bop. whacking someone with a lollipop and, like, destroying strongmen. He has basically unlimited powers, and it's never really explained why other than magical lollipop and genetics. And fat people are better sometimes. He has hypnotic eyes that can defeat opponents just by staring at them. Hypnotone. Uh, he's famous throughout history and able to depend on the help of others. He can time travel. Uh, he could talk to animals to gather information. His lollipops provide superhuman strength and other various abilities. He can punch very rapidly. <laughs> always a bonus. The time My travel comes from a special lollipop and a grandfather clock. I'm always a fan of going to speed over strength. He is indestructible to the point that he's usually unaware that people are attempting to attack him. Is this guy one punch man? He can he can fly at great speed, but he does it just by walking. <laughs> So there's this amazing, this is where I first saw him because I saw this panel and it was like, I must know everything. Where he's like threatening someone, or someone threatens him, so he's like, I'll come bop you with my lollipop. And he just like fucking bolts up and then just goes like straight up the side of, I think it was like the Great Wall of China or whatever, and then just kept going 
just keeps going up. I want to see a movie about this guy done in the style of the Netflix anime adaptations, where they just go super literal with what you're seeing. Yeah, One Piece style. Uh, he can turn invisible, but he stops using that later. He has he just, just unknown OP. magic powers. No need to be invisible. He was fucking strong enough. He, uh, women of all ages are strongly attracted to Herbie. I get it. He's a cute little guy. Famous people and world leaders the world round know him and will consult him when they need advice. So he's Buckaroo Banzai. Yes, sort of. Except a fat little nothing. And his dad hates him and calls him a fat little nothing repeatedly, and then he rescues his dad from his stupid ideas. Is this an autobiography of my life? <laughs> now I'm sad. Um, ah, don't worry, my dad's an asshole. In issue eight, Herbie decides that he should become a costume superhero. But he fails superhero school, so he just creates his own costume. Baller. The Fat Fury, where he dons a full-body red underwear with the drop seat, so, you know, the, like, yeah, uh, the buttons on the, little, on the butt so you can drop it and just take a poop. Uh, a blue cape, a blue plastic mask, and a plunger on his head. And no feet. Or not, no feet. No shoes on his feet. He's no barefooted. He amputates them bitches. <laughs> his dad he not recognizes... his on just his feet. His dad, not recognizing him, begins to wish that his, quote, fat little nothing of a son could be more like the Fat Fury. Man, fuck that guy. He has all the same powers except for time travel that he had before. It's just he never time travels for some reason in it. Hmm. I mean, he's too well known at this point. He's just getting accosted by historical figures all the time. No, he can't go enjoy anything. Okay, Zach, I think you won, but I thought of one other character that I want to throw Hold on, there's out. one yeah. last thing that I just want to put on, like, how weird yeah, this is. Yeah, what do you got? Herbie made several appearances in Forbidden Worlds issues 73, 94, 110, 114, and 116. And then he got his own title, just called Herbie, which ran for 23 issues, which means just straight two years of this dude flying through time and space by walking really fast and beating people to death with lollipops. This is my new favorite superhero. <laughs> I think you lose because he's not weird at all. This guy's fucking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just because I, I feel bad that I, I didn't throw them out before. Danny the Street. Danny the Street is a, I think back in the day they said transvestite, but it was the 80s. Right. I, I believe the, um, the way I've heard them described lately is a cross-dressing, genderqueer, sentient street. That at one point was reduced down to Danny the Brick. Right. Because all that was left of And then there's Danny the Ambulance. It's a Doom Patrol thing. It's a, it's a street. It's a magical street. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. My question is, is it, are they... Danny was a member of the Doom Patrol. Danny counts. Do they... Are they always a street, or do they, like, ha take, a, like, a like a human form? Nope. No, no, they're, they're a street. Okay. Um, that's cool. I love that. That's At one point, they were the headquarters incredible. of the Teen Titans. Uh, I also then will have to throw out uh, Krakoa. Krakoa, the mutant island, is a pretty good one. Uh, I was thinking yeah. of the, uh, when it was a lawn. Yeah, and that's actually the time it runs the best chance of being a superhero. I actually like, that's my favorite period where Krakoa was just the grounds of the Jean Grey school. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Jonathan Hickman run the Krakoa era is fascinating and does all sorts of cool stuff. But like that, my personal favorite was just the lawn was Krakoa and would eat you if you tried to attack the school. Man, those mutants are fucking weird the more you think about <laughs> yeah. them. Uh, who? Arms fall off, boy? The, and pretty much anyone from the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Uh, bouncing boy that just turns into basically an oversized bouncy ball. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought of him earlier. Um, 
I love the fucking Legion, too. There's a bunch of weirdos there. <laughs> uh, infectious lass of the Legion who just basically has the power to give you the common cold. Um, love it. <laughs> Superman's pretty weird when you think about him, too. Bloodwind, who these days is the Superman of hell. That sounds fucking cool. Why doesn't that have the longest run of any comic book ever right now? Because Bloodwind, spelled W-Y-N-D, yep. was fucking awful from one of the lowest points in DC, and his biggest claim to fame is it turns out he was secretly the Martian mana hunter who had been psionically controlled into thinking he was someone else, and was one of the first people to get almost beaten to death by Doomsday before Superman showed up. Oh, okay. And then later, Martian Manhunter figured out that he's actually Martian Manhunter, and Bloodwind appeared again, and everyone went, do we really need you? And it's just within the last year or two that it's been revealed that he now is the Superman of hell, and after he died, he's just been being Superman in hell. In hell. Um, and I know there's more complicated uh, nuance to hell in the DC universe. Why, why, why does it need a Superman? <laughs> or I guess, like, is he, like... Is he fighting Hell's Lex Luthor? Is he? What? 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 What makes him Superman of Hell? I guess I've not read the issue, so I can't really say. Sorry, for sure, I'm just. I'm really lost. It's in the mostly sauce of like that. trying to make things less terrible for people trapped in Hell, because where you end up in the afterlife in comic books can be a little loosey goosey. Oh, okay. So he's just okay. That's helpful. That make that that shores up a lot of my answers. In all honesty, I still think it's the Fat Fury. I think but, you're right. Uh, the beautiful thing about comic books is there's so much weird Batman. shit you can do. Batman's a good one. Ambush bug. Phantoma. <laughs> Phantoma. Phantoma's pretty fucking great. Descendant of the Pharaohs or whatever it was. Daughter of the Pharaohs. Daughter of the Pharaohs. Green Turtle. Honestly, just go listen to our entire Golden Age. All of those. Seven Eleven. <laughs> no, Seven Eleven's pretty normal. He's pretty. That makes sense. Also, it makes perfect sense that Seven Eleven is the character who got shot to death. Oh, no, the guy who took over from 7-Eleven, Destiny, whose whole claim to fame was a guy told him he'd have a destiny, and then he saw 7-Eleven shot to death, and he's like, guess I'm a superhero now. Every time you tell me that, it's, it's like, I, it doesn't get better. Uh, I witnessed a murder, I now I'm a, I'm going to be a superhero. I'm now a superhero. I mean, anyway. It's, it's that easy for a lot of other people, actually. God, there's just some fucking weirdos in comics. <laughs> Mogo the Bat Ape. Who's the who's the Ooh. least weird superhero? Mogo the Bat Ape. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, Lee, hmm. Jimmy Olsen? U.S. number one, the trucker superhero. Yeah. NFL Super Pro. Who is the NFL superhero? Green Lantern. But the one that's weak to wood. No, I was going to think the one who was a Marine and is now an architect. God, I wish they hadn't made him a Marine. Anyways, that's a different rant. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of Marvel and DC horror characters. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on the Dollmaker? I'm going to have to do a redemption. I... Oh, wait, no. No. No, I'm going to have to do a redemption. Ooh, ooh. Can I guess? Because I was thinking Professor Pig, but we've already done Professor Pig. Yeah, it's kind of close, but I was like, it's still creepy. So, yeah, no. uh, DC villain. Yes. Um. Uh. In the oh, I now I'm not certain. I know that he's used in the um. Uh, he's used in the Arrowverse um. Uh, 
continuity. So I don't know if he's a Green Arrow villain or if he's originally a Arrow. Um, still shameless.ly From Batman stuff, it, it, my guess was going to be maybe a Flash villain because he feels like it could be a Flash villain. But he's a guy who uh, turns people into dolls uh, by like pouring um, uh, porcelain down them. Well, I don't like that. At least in the, in the Arrow episode, I remember. I mean, yeah, pretty much. And this was one of those ones where it was going to be hard to get it all anyway, because there's been like three of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do a redemption. He's... Because I didn't cover it well enough at all. Less interesting Professor Pig by the sound of it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but I want it going down but to the still fucking like record. I, Dollmaker's I, a good name, too. I knew like, this one. <laughs> yeah. The showaway new one. <laughs> this is one of those ones where it's like, it's turning people into dolls is creepy enough that I'm like, I'm not going to not say this. Yeah, right? But yeah, actually, that was I, I had I had that actually forgotten that they used him in um, Arrow uh, because I believe the second doll maker, or yeah, the second doll maker was the son of the Toy Man. Oh, it's weird when they try to make Toy Man a like super horror mm-hmm. super villain, and occasionally a pedophile. I hate it when they do that. But yeah, I don't like pedophiles. Really, <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> Well, uh, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off, but before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.